who was speaking at the moment, paused and said, How goes it? One, said Goodchild. As if he had ordered one old man, and the order were promptly executed, but truly all orders were so in that excellent hotel, the door opened and one old man stood there. He did not come in, but stood with the door in his hand. One of the six, Tom, at last, said Mr. Goodchild in a surprised whisper. Sir, your pleasure? Sir, your pleasure, said the one old man. I didn't ring. The bell did, said the one old man. He said bell in a deep, strong way that would have expressed the church bell. I had the pleasure, I believe, of seeing you yesterday, said Goodchild. I cannot undertake to say for certain, was the grim reply of the one old man. I think you saw me, did you not? Saw you, said the old man. Oh, yes, I saw you. But I see many who never see me. A chilled, slow, earthy, fixed old man a cadaverous old man of measured speech, an old man who seemed as unable to wink as if his eyelids had been nailed to his forehead, an old man whose eyes, two spots of fire, had no more motion than if they had been connected with the back of his skull by screws driven through it and riveted and bolted outside among his grey hairs. The night had turned so cold to Mr. Goodchild's sensations that he shivered, He remarked lightly and half-apologetically, I think somebody is walking over my grave. No, said the weird old man, there is no one there. Mr. Goodchild looked at Idle, but Idle lay with his head enwreathed in smoke. No one there, said Goodchild. There is no one at your grave, I assure you said the old man. He had come in and shut the door, and he now sat down. He did not bend himself to sit, as other people do, but seemed to sink bolt upright as if in water until the chair stopped him. My friend Mr. Idle, said Goodchild, extremely anxious to introduce a third person into the conversation. I am said the old man, without looking at him, at Mr. Idle's service. If you are an old inhabitant of this place, Francis Goodchild resumed, yes, well, perhaps you can decide a point my friend and I were in doubt upon this morning. They hang condemned criminals at the castle, I believe. I believe so, said the old man. Are their faces turned towards that noble prospect? Your face is turned, replied the old man, to the castle wall. When you are tied up, you see its stones expanding and contracting violently, and a similar expansion and contraction seem to take place in your own head and breast. Then there is a rush of fire and an earthquake, and the castle springs into the air, and you tumble down a precipice. His cravat seemed to trouble him. 
he put his hand to his throat and moved his neck from side to side. He was an old man of a swollen character of face, and his nose was immovably hitched up on one side, as if by a little hook inserted in that nostril. Mr. Goodchild felt exceedingly uncomfortable, and began to think the night was hot and not cold. A strong description, sir, he observed. A strong sensation, the old man rejoined. Again Mr. Goodchild looked to Mr. Thomas Idle, but Thomas lay on his back with his face attentively turned towards the one old man and made no sign. At this time Mr. Goodchild believed that he saw threads of fire stretch from the old man's eyes to his own and there attach themselves. Mr. Goodchild writes the present account of his experience.